what are the keys to victory for the LSU Tigers against Arkansas this weekend? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Lock and LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're on YouTube as well. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host as I am every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at CarolineFenton1. You can also follow along for podca- podcast updates at, uh, at Locked on LSU. And today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by LinkedIn. Hey, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business, which is why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Um, I first want to start today's episode off by sending my best, my thoughts, my prayers to Greg Brooks and his family. It was revealed that Greg Brooks had a brain tumor, and that was the reason why he didn't make the trip to Starkville, the reason that he was out against Mississippi State. You know, he just underwent surgery to remove that brain tumor. Um, you know, he's, he's in recovery. Brian Kelly wouldn't go to the extent of exactly what that is. Um, but Brian Kelly did say, you know, we don't know what his future looks like. We don't know if football is in his future or not. Um, but he said that Greg Brooks is just that kind of competitor, that he's going to do everything that he can in order to just get back on the football field. So a terrifying diagnosis. Um, Brian Kelly did say that he was dealing with some vertigo and had um, had strange symptoms like vertigo, like dizziness, and they urged him to get an MRI, and that is where they found uh, the tumor. So just glad that they found it. Um, I hate that they had to to do that in general. I hate that Greg Brooks had to go through all the testing and dealing with the diagnosis and now you know dealing with the long road to recovery. Um, I just hate that, but hoping for a full recovery hoping for the absolute best, and we'll absolutely be keeping him and his family in my thoughts and prayers. But moving forward to the game against Arkansas this weekend, I mean, LSU made a splash. LSU proved themselves in Starkville this past week that, hey, if you counted us, against, counted us out against Florida State, think again. Because especially in this SEC where there's really no team that looks really dominant or explosive, having a dominant and explosive performance like that against an SEC West opponent on the road, I mean, it's it's a massive, massive statement that LSU made. So how do they continue that momentum? How do they continue the momentum of a, a not just a dominant win, but to extend the win streak, get 2-0 and in the SEC, and keep your hopes at an SEC West, you know, win and an invitation to Atlanta alive. So my three keys to victory over Arkansas starts with the defense. My number one key to victory is to get pressure on KJ Jefferson. KJ Jefferson is massive. Like KJ Jefferson is a monster. We talked with John Neighbors of Locked On Razorbacks yesterday, and he said, "Look, KJ can roll out, and he's really tough to take down because he's what like six three, six four, two hundred and fifty pounds. Like KJ Jefferson is like a linebacker playing quarterback. He's tough to take down." 
but you saw how successful that defense was at affecting the quarterback last week against Mississippi State. Now, it's a different offense, and it's a completely different quarterback. Will Rogers is not K.J. Jefferson. Will Rogers does not have the escapability or scramble ability that K.J. Jefferson has, so it's going to be difficult. Um, but you're going to have to do that in order to, one, get the defense off the field, and two, limit what Arkansas does offensively. I mean, go back to Arkansas game last year. I mean, that was the Harold Perkins game. That was a game that I look at and I circle it and say, you won the SEC West because all you had to do was beat Arkansas. At that point, you'd beaten Alabama, you'd beaten Ole Miss, you'd beaten the teams that you needed to beat. You just needed to beat Arkansas. Um, And Harold Perkins did that. That was the Harold Perkins game. But remember, KJ Jefferson did not quarterback that game. KJ Jefferson was injured in that game. Arkansas's backup and third string quarterbacks quarterbacked that game. So keep that in mind. Um, that this isn't just going to be a repeat of last year because we didn't see KJ Jefferson last year. Another reason why getting pressure on KJ Jefferson is going to be paramount is because Rocket Sanders availability on Saturday is up in the air. We talked to John Neighbors, like I mentioned, lock on Razorbacks yesterday. He said he expects Rocket Sanders to play. I talked to an Arkansas beat writer for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette yesterday. He said, I don't expect Rocket Sanders to play. Really, the most recent update that we've gotten from Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman is that, you know, it need, he might play, he might not. He's making progress, but we'll see. So then John did mention uh, yesterday in our crossover that he's very tight-lipped about injuries. Uh, so we'll see. It, it sounds to me that KJ, KJ, excuse me, Rocket will probably be a game-time decision. But if Rocket is not good to go, I think that makes LSU's defense's job much easier because while there's still the threat of the run, there's not the Rocket Sanders threat of a run. I said going into this season, I think the best quarterback running back duo is KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. So that would be a huge, huge undertaking off of LSU's plate if they didn't have to pay attention to the run as much as they they would have with Rocket Sanders. Of course, KJ Jefferson also presents his own threat in the run game. I mean, KJ is mobile now. KJ has no problem getting out of the pocket. KJ has no problem making those off-platform, on-the-run type of throws. So you got to keep him in the pocket. Take that run game. Take his mobility away from you. Make him beat your defensive line. If I have to choose between Harold Perkins and Mason Smith and Savion Jones and this entire defense, Makai Wingo, this entire defensive front, Versus KJ Jefferson, I'll put my money on this defensive line. But once KJ Jefferson starts running around and you let him do whatever he wants to do, that's where things get fishy. Because KJ, he has got some, he's got some weapons now. I mean, Arkansas has got some serious threats in the passing game. They have a young tight end, Luke Haas, who has been a big part of the passing game. He's now their fourth leading receiver on the team. Andrew Armstrong is another one to look out for. But as long as you can keep K.J. Jefferson in the pocket, you can eliminate the run game. I feel good about LSU being able to limit as much as they can possibly do in the pass game. Just don't let him scramble. Don't let him out of the pocket. That's where you start to see K.J. Jefferson be Superman and extend those kinds of plays. But coming up next, my second key to victory, and on this time, it's on the LSU side of things. It's on the offensive side of things, and we will get into that coming up next. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We all know that money does not grow in trees around here. So when you're trying to find the right person that fits for your your role, your business to help your team fire on all cylinders, you don't want to have to dish out a ton of money for recruiters or for a recruiting site. That's the great thing about LinkedIn Jobs, that when my radio station that I worked for, when we were, when we used LinkedIn Jobs, that was one of the best parts about it was we found a very quality hire and we did not have to dish out a bunch of resources in order to find that person that has settled in so wonderfully into our team. And it's also super easy to create a job post with LinkedIn Jobs. Just go to LinkedIn, create a free job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Plus, they've got simple tools like screening questions that make it super easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and Hire. Don't waste any time with candidates that don't have the right qualifications or experience that you are looking for. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I want to tell you about DoorDash groceries. Okay, this is a true, real story that happened to me just a couple weeks ago. So it was my boyfriend's birthday, and it fell on a weeknight. And I made dinner reservations at one of his favorite fancy restaurants. And then throughout the middle of the day, he texted me and he said, hey, thank you for making those reservations. But honestly, it's been a long day. I'm pretty tired. Would it be okay if maybe you just made dinner at home, if we made the fun dinner at home? And I'm thinking, well, yes, of course, you're the birthday boy. We can do whatever you want. But I also have zero groceries, and also I have zero time to go shop for those groceries to make you a birthday dinner. So I'm scrambling, and a little light bulb popped off my head, and I said, okay, I need to get this stuff done. I have a bunch of things that I need to do for work. So I went to DoorDash to get those groceries, and it was so super easy. Just added all of the things that I needed to make that dinner that he wanted, and it was at my doorstep in less than an hour. I mean, you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurants, but now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. And, you know, the greatest thing, the best thing for me with with DoorDash delivery was that they communicate with you, that I had one thing on the list that I needed for the recipe. You reached out and said, hey, they don't have this. Does this work? And I'm like, yep, that's perfect. Thanks for letting me know. Thanks for the heads up. Thanks for communicating that with me. Plus, they've got thousands of grocery stores to choose from. So you will find the best in your neighborhood and boast your local economy with each and every order. To get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That is 50% off $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked on college. Don't forget that is code locked on college, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E, one word, for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. 
Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I got to let y'all know about our new daily show coming out every single Friday. College football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our college football coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. to noon uh, Central on every single Locked On College YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this after it went live, don't worry about it. Just go to the Locked On LSU YouTube channel and you can find this morning's Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right, let's get into it. My first key for victory against Arkansas is to get pressure on Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson. We saw how that worked so well last week, getting pressure on Will Rogers. I mean, it was at a certain point when Will Rogers had completed, what, two passes in the first half? Insane. Insanity. And yes, part of that is on Mississippi State's offensive woes. But also a big part of that was the defensive pressure that LSU got on Mississippi State. So they could recreate that against K.J. Jefferson, especially in offense that might be missing one of its biggest threats in Rocket Sanders running back. That's going to be huge. And that's going to, if you can at least eliminate that um, from LSU, I think that that would be huge. But my second key, and this falls on the offensive line, give Jaden Daniels time. Give Jaden time. Let's go back to last week again. Look at all of the fantastic, spectacular, game-wrecking throws that Jaden Daniels was make could make when he just had time in the pocket. Now, again, part of that was on Mississippi State's defensive game plan. They don't blitz very often. They don't get to the quarterback very often. And really, that was on them. That was a defensive oversight on their part. They just did not pressure uh, Jaden Daniels in the slightest. I can't guarantee that Arkansas is going to be the same way. In fact, I wouldn't count on Arkansas not blitzing and not trying to get to the quarterback. But if the offensive line can just give Jaden Daniels a little bit more time to sit back in the pocket so he doesn't have to run off and just pick up a yard here and a yard there. Instead, he can create those explosive plays, those those chunk plays, those 30, 40 pass, uh, those 30, 40 yard passes to a Malik Neighbors, to a Brian Thomas, whoever it might be. And those are absolute game changers. So give Jaden Daniels time in the pocket. Also, another side of that is we've seen LSU struggle in the red zone. We saw LSU struggle in the red zone against Florida State. I mean, go back to the first possession of the college football season. I mean, they just marched their happy little butts down the field. And then once they got into the red zone. Once they got to the Florida five, three, one yard line, they weren't able to get it in the end zone. I mean, a, a, a drive that should have been seven points ended up being zero. And we saw that that was at that point in the game in the first half, like points were at a premium. Of course, the end of the game got away from them, but maybe it would have been a different story had LSU had seven more points on the board. Now we can play shoulda, coulda, woulda all day long. But I'll go back to last week again. LSU's first possession. They're 
it's uh, it's fourth and one at the goal line, and it was a false start that pushed them back to fourth and six. So what should have been seven points became three. Now, again, didn't end up being that big of a deal. Like, uh, I don't think LSU was hurting for those four points at the end of the game. But still, I didn't know that at the time. You didn't know that at the time. In my head, I was thinking, man, I really hope that those four points don't come back to kick us in the butt later. Of course, it didn't. But every single week is different. So with LSU's struggles in the red zone, it's those big chunk plays that are really, really going to help you. And... It's those big chunk plays that I think just ignite this offense. We've seen it with defensive plays. We saw it last year. We've seen it this year as well. Um, but it's those big plays that just ignite this team that once you got you know, once you got the big plays offensively, the defense just came out firing. The defense was forcing three and out, so it made the offense just that much more energized. It made this team come out with just a little bit more swagger. And that kind of emotional, more holistic side of football, I mean, it is real. How many times did we hear Brian Kelly talk about a competitive edge after that game against Florida State? They completely lost their competitive edge. They just completely deflated once Florida State got any sort of momentum. Keep the momentum on your sideline. And nothing, nothing energizes and ignites your team quite like a big throw and a big play like Jaden Daniels made several times against Mississippi State. So allow Jaden Daniels time in the pocket to make those big throws because we have seen good things happen when he has the ability to make those throws. So offensively, big chunk plays and allow yourself some time to do it. And the other side of that, I guess my my key to be is run the football effectively and get the ball to Logan Diggs. Like I said it last week, I didn't want Jaden Daniels to be the leading rusher, and he was the leading rusher last week. And it didn't really feel like it was the Jaden Daniels show, to be completely honest with you. Like, we've seen so many games where it's just, wow, is Jaden Daniels maybe going to throw the ball to anyone instead of just running it on every single down? Last week, it didn't feel that way. I think it was just kind of the pace and just kind of the vibe of the game. It really did feel like Logan Diggs got the ball more than maybe the box score would indicate. But I like to see that. I like to see them spread the ball around. And I like to see them continue to prove and show their trust in Logan Diggs. Coming up next, my third key to victory for LSU this weekend. We will get into that coming up next. First, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So the over-under this weekend for Arkansas versus LSU on the FanDuel Sportsbook app is 54 and a half. Based off of what we saw offensively from both Arkansas and LSU, LSU put up 40-plus points. Arkansas put up 30-plus points. Give me the over. These are two really good defenses. I totally and completely understand that. And this is going to be a tough battle, one in the trenches. But I still think that, you know, even with these good defenses, these are two high-powered offenses that can put up some points. Plus, life is just too short to take the under. So give me the 
over on this game on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action because there's such a wide range of betting options. They've got spreads, player props, over-unders, like I just mentioned, plus so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday's edition of Locked On LSU, a full Arkansas LSU breakdown. My takeaways, my thoughts, what I liked from LSU, what I didn't like from LSU, all that coming up on Monday. But my third and final key to victory for LSU. Just a little bit of a recap. One, get pressure on the quarterback. Get pressure on KJ Jefferson. Two, give Jaden Daniels time to throw the football. We saw last week, magic happens when he's got time. My third one, let Arkansas beat themselves and capitalize off of Arkansas mistakes. Just taking a little bit of a deep dive, and look, I don't claim to be an expert on anything Arkansas. I watched a good bit of that Arkansas BYU game from last week, but I'm not. I, I I'm not sitting here telling you that I know the ins and outs and the strengths and weaknesses of this entire Arkansas team, like maybe an Arkansas expert might, like our friend John Neighbors at Locked On Razorbacks. But Arkansas is a team that has struggled. First and foremost. But what I mean by let Arkansas beat themselves and, and take advantage of those opportunities, one, is Arkansas on third down. Arkansas has converted less than 43% of their third downs. Last week against BYU, they converted just two of their 13 third downs. They struggle offensively on third down. And whether that's because, whether that's play calling, whether that's personnel, whether that's, you know, play calling on first and second down that get them into third and long situations that are just really difficult to convert, whatever it might be, Arkansas has struggled on third down. And, you know, just to compare that, LSU has completed almost 58% of third downs, 43 versus 58 that's a pretty big difference. When you're converting less than half of your third downs, I mean, it, it it's difficult to create opportunities offensively. So that's the one, you know, partly on the defense to force those three and outs or to, for, to get off the field on third down to continue to give the offense opportunities and to just keep them out of the end zone. Um, so, you know, if you're getting off the field on third down, you're allowing the offense to create opportunities. Make something happen with those opportunities. The second thing is penalties. Last week against BYU, Arkansas committed 14 penalties for 125 yards. I mean, I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Georgia. I don't care if you are whatever state university, not Louisiana, a different one. If you commit 14 penalties for 125 yards, you're not going to win very many games. Like, you're going to have to be, like, legion of boom defense with LSU 2019 offense to be able to overcome that type of shooting yourself in the foot. So when Arkansas, you know, commits those penalties, let them. 
let them shoot themselves in the foot and don't shoot yourself in the foot in the meantime. If Arkansas is going to commit those penalties, then play safe. Eh, Safe is not the right word. I take that back. Play clean. Play clean. Don't get into a shootout because you both are just, you know, committing penalties here and there and false starts and, and, you know, getting all willy-nilly with the football. Let Arkansas commit those penalties and don't get yourself in a hole like they might. Second thing is turnovers. It's one thing I have to give a whole lot of credit to this LSU football team. They really do not turn the football over. Jaden Daniels had that interception against Florida State when I believe it was Malik Neighbors. I think it was Malik Neighbors. When he just slipped and fell. You know, things like that unfortunately happen. It wasn't sloppy. It wasn't a bad decision. It wasn't a bad read. It's just, dang, like those kinds of things happen. But uh, Arkansas turned the ball over twice last week. Uh, KJ Jefferson threw one interception, which also that was his only one on the, on the season. KJ Jefferson takes care of the football. Um, but BYU turned that into seven points. They also fumbled last week against BYU. Now, that, that it, BYU was able to get into field goal territory. Um, they missed the field goal, but that was an opportunity for three more points. So BYU turned Arkansas mistakes into seven points, and it could have been ten had they made that field goal. Well, that's the difference of the ball game right there. BYU won that game 38-31. If KJ Jefferson doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't throw that interception, maybe you take it to overtime and you give and Arkansas gives themselves more opportunities to win the ball game. So if they're going to turn the football over, you need to turn that into points. You know, I don't expect this to be as much of a shootout as it was against BYU, but it's still the same idea. Create turnovers, um, force your opponent to make mistakes, but also capitalize off of those mistakes. You know, if they're going to turn the ball over, turn that into three, turn that into seven, and you set yourself up for so much more success. And then also, you know, you set yourself up for more success. You capitalize off of those mistakes. Maybe you get into such a lead into the second half that you allow some of those young guys on your roster opportunities to play, like we saw against Mississippi State. Let the starters rest. Let the backups get some opportunities. I'm not saying that's going to happen, um, but I'm just saying, like, put yourself in that kind of position that you can be comfortable and give your starters some rest. Um, The final thing is special teams. Like, let Arkansas commit those issues and don't create those special teams problems yourself. Last week against BYU, Arkansas had a 28-yard punt. Now, BYU did not capitalize off of that 28-yard punt, but they were able to score off of a 10-yard punt. We, unfortunately, know all too well about how special teams problems can basically hand a W to your opponent on a silver platter. We saw it last year against Florida State. You know, special teams issues weren't the reason why LSU lost to Tennessee, but it sure didn't help. You handed them seven points off the jump against one of the top offenses in college football. You handed Georgia seven points off of just carelessness on a missed field goal when they return it to the house. If Arkansas is going to make those special teams mistakes, let them. You know, you get a 15-yard punt, then great, get into the end zone. Don't make those special teams mistakes yourself. So going back over it, my three keys to victory for LSU against Arkansas this weekend is as follows. One, get pressure on KJ Jefferson. Um, Trying to take myself out of this here. I'm still learning how to do this. Um, Hold on. I'm trying to show you something fancy. Oh, no. Okay, whatever. I had something fancy planned, but whatever. It's This is a live podcast. Um, get pressure on KJ Jefferson. Give Jaden Daniels time to throw the football. And three, 
capitalize off of Arkansas mistakes. You're 17 and a half point favorite. You're just coming off of a massive performance. Arkansas is coming off of a loss. And I know, I know that Arkansas is going to be hungry and motivated coming off of a loss and against a team that they should have beaten. And also they're coming into your house. This is a rivalry game. I know that we as LSU fans might not view this Arkansas game um, like a rivalry game, but they do. Arkansas, like this game is 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 a is a big deal to Arkansas fans, and it really should be a big deal to LSU fans as well. I talked about this last year with Texas A and M that hey, they're not going to a bowl game, so this is their championship against LSU, and you lost that game. You didn't come out with the same passion and fire that Texas A and M did. Don't let that happen against Arkansas. Don't get yourself into holes. Don't don't uh, don't commit mistakes that Arkansas can capitalize off of you're the better team right you got better you have better players you you have more talent you have the better coaching staff show it prove it so that's gonna do it for me today thank you for making locked and lsu your first listen every single day we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts coming up on monday a full reaction a full game breakdown for lsu's game against arkansas on locked and lsu